The Earth is flat. I just wanted everybody to know. You've all been lied to. This program is brought to you by the makers of New Numba, who dis. Enjoy. Therapeutic Nonsense with Jack Glenn is now available to listen on Spotify. Okay. I have an idea. Hear me out. Alright, don't be quick to judge. Okay, I have an idea. Anything? I think it's gonna work great. Um, as I think about, you know, what America is coming to, and, um, I have an idea. Okay. Alright. Think about this. Segregation 2.0. Okay. Segregation. We have segregation again, basically. Um, I know, I know. Listen, hear me out, okay? Alright. Now, take our current society, right? Take us in 2020, in the year 2020. Alright? And we go back in time, like 60, 70 years, right? Before, Basically before black people could vote. Um, or anyone who wasn't white could vote. Um, figuratively, of course, we don't actually go back in time, right? There's no, we don't have a time machine. Um, otherwise, I would suggest that, that exactly. That's probably a good idea. I'll write that down. Um, just in case this doesn't work out. Okay. Segregation 2.0, right? So we change, we're, we just change it up a little bit, right? Jim Crow, you know, separate but equal, right? Um, not that it was equal or anything, but it's going to be, it's going to be equal this time because you don't have separate facilities, right? That's not, that's not where the separation comes into play, right? Everyone has the, everyone goes to the same schools, right? Um, black, white, whatever, right? You have the same bathrooms, even going the same bathrooms, right? There's no like separate colored bathrooms. Um, there's no separate facility. Everyone goes to the same movie theaters. They all watch Titanic together have a lovely time right what you do is just separate you know the seating right wherever you're at so if you're at school um like let's say we're in the same biology class right and there's like 28 of us right and the classes have to be even or else you're gonna it gets messy right you have 28 kids in the class all right and you just split the 14 on one side and 14 on the other side based on race right so you have the black people on one side, white people on the other side, right? But they're in the same class. They're learning the same way. They have the same teacher, right? Nothing changes except seating, right? Same thing with the bathrooms. Uh, same bathrooms, you know? Um, usually you're going to have like four s- 
stalls, right? So you have two, you have two on one side, two on the other side, right? They're still next to each other, like regular stalls. You don't like, can't break the stalls. There shouldn't be like a six feet distance between the stalls, you know? But you're gonna have two stalls, right? For black people, two stalls for white people. Um, and then urinals. This one, this one gets kind of tricky because there's usually like three urinals um, in a bathroom generally. Um, if there's an even amount, great. If not, what you do is have the first two, right? You have the one be black and the other one be white, right? Split those two. And then the third one, they just have like a line for it, you know? So <laughs> if, a, if a black person gets to the third one, the white person will have to wait until that black person leaves. And then they go, and then it would be vice versa. So it's just gonna be like an Oreo within the line. It's just gonna be like multiple Oreos happening that happens um same thing with movie theaters you just have separate seating right um in a case if we go back to the classroom setting in the case that there's you know an uneven amount of students right like let's say we have the 28 people in the biology class and then there's this uh this new kid that shows up he's white all right he'll have to sit in the back and he'll have to sit he can't sit on the side that he's supposed to sit on He'll have to sit in between them, but in the back. So like he's in the back, but he's like, there's like an aisle in between the seating. So you have like the black and white split and then he'll just be in the back in the middle so that they're all looking at him. And they realize that if he, you know, leans to one side or the other, he'll, World War Three basically. He's gonna, that he'll be the reason why we'll have World War III. Um, and that's basically where America's coming to, you know, in my opinion, when you look at it. It's just, uh, and I and I say that not in the sense that like, um, that there's not that like white people that understand what's going on in our country right now, but there's few that choose not to. Like white supremacy is still a thing, racism still a thing, um, and then you have, you know, law enforcement targeting black people. You, and, and that's still a thing and it's 2020 right and that's been happening for decades and you try to figure out what's what's the problem right because like yeah we could say racism's the issue right we can blame it on race but where does that get us right but when you think about it on a concrete level right take take race out take race out of the equation for just a second for a single moment take race out of the equation you have a police officer who's killed an innocent man right or let's say he did something even if he did commit a crime right it didn't deserve murder right so you have a cop who's killed someone that cop should be charged with murder right that is a person who's killed another person an American killing another American citizen. That's that's murder, at the very least, right? Before anything else, it's murder, and it should be taken as such. And the fact that it isn't creates that sort of divide that I'm kind of going with, right? That's where I kind of see America coming to. That's why I suggest segregation 2.0. You know, and it's more just for a psychological perspective. I think just like if you envision that kind of um idea 
where people we are in we're in the same boat we're just on two different sides of it right and we're not all on the same side of the boat but if you think about it if we were all on the same side of the boat the boat would cascade right so there's always going to be people that are going to be on the other side of the boat and you need other people on the other side of the boat right but the problem with that is is that especially with this particular situation right um it's important for people to realize right it's important for people to know that we can't uh, it's uh it's hard it's hard because there's <laughs> there's there's those people that are like you know <laughs> all lives matter and i'm like uh, i don't even think I, you understand what you're saying when you say that right you're alleviating the fact that black people are they're not they're not um they're not taken to the same um equal freedom right that um that white people have right the certain privilege the thing about privilege right it's like that white privilege thing it's a thing it's a, it's a real thing um and you know they would feel a certain way if cops were targeting them all the time you know because if it wasn't a thing, you know, George Floyd wouldn't be dead right now. You think about all the lives that have been taken, you know, I, I, I look at the dates, like the dates are probably the more important ones to me. Like that's the thing that gets me the most is the dates, you know, um, George Floyd, right? Uh, May 25th, 2020. This year, that was just last week. It was just last week. It's not going away anytime soon. And you know, we want to spread the word out as much as possible. We do, and I, I, I'm all for it. Encourage it. But real action has to take place here. Real change has to take place. I, I, you know, it's a weird thing. I've started like staring at my hand a lot. I don't know why. It's not a weird thing. Like my, I have like long ass fingers, and I have a big hand for the most part. But the one thing I look at the most with my hand, in particular, is my skin color. I always look at my skin color, right? You know, it's a little lighter than you know my my fellow brother my fellow brethren if you will um but you know i'm black nonetheless right under under the eyes of law enforcement under the eyes of society i am black before anything else there's no half and half there's no biracial right you're black you know when you fill out a census form it's black slash african-american it's black 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 american you get you get the jizz right i'm black before anything else you know and i'm i'm under the same microscope that every other black person is you know and what scares me the most is that i could have i could be i could end up on that list you know 
like we just on that same list you know tomorrow is what June tomorrow's June 4th tomorrow will be June 4th right my name could be under June 4th 2020 right May 25th 2020 George Floyd right same dates kind of pop in your head the same the same people you know George Floyd Ahmaud Arbery Breonna Taylor Laquan McDonald Jamar Clark Alton Sterling Michael Brown Walter Scott Eric Garner Philando Castile Tamir Rice where's where's the end point here Trayvon Martin. Where does it stop? Now, where is America coming to when a black a black boy or a black man or a black woman's life is taken for no reason? No just reason, anyway. It aggravates me. It really does. It aggravates the out of me and I I'm just trying to figure out why this keeps happening um, I'm just irritated you know I'm, I'm frustrated you know you know it makes you want to move to Canada and just start a new life you know you know, Canada is not going to put me under the same scrutiny as America does. You know, something has to change, like sooner than later. You got to change the way law enforcement runs, the way it's running. I don't know what you have to do. I don't know if you got to fire half the staff or what. You know, change the way they run their protocols. Change the way they go about uh, apprehending a potential suspect, right? Just figure it out. And they have to take responsibility for their actions, period. End of story. I can't be any clearer with that. And you wonder why there are riots everywhere. It's just irritating. <sighs> okay. Um, you know, it's a funny thing. I, I try to laugh at times like this. Um, you know, I watch I watch comedians like like Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle probably puts it perfectly. You know. Um, like the thing is, I'm afraid. I'm terrified of cops. Right. And I have every right to be. Um, like, I am... Like, it's an extreme fear of mine. Like, I, I have dreams about it. Every now and then. Um, and... <laughs> Dave Chappelle, he really puts it in the perspective. And in such a, like, funny way. Like, I... Like, if you can make someone laugh and understand how important it is for for change to happen 
in America regarding law enforcement, of course, and just understanding that black lives, it's not just that they matter, it's, it's that they matter too, also, as well. And, you know, we're, we're not just black people. We're Americans, right? We're American citizens. I was born in this country. Why am I not treated as such? I'm just trying to understand. Ah, it's just... Ah. Sometimes you gotta get it out, you know? I think before you decide, you know, where we go on from here, we have to ask ourselves where America is coming to, or what America is coming to, I should say. Where is it headed? Where is the government headed? That's it. If you think about it, the only things that we really got done was through legal legal action. Right? Laws were changed. Things got done. Things start changing. When you think about protests, like you have people that are peacefully protesting right for for black for innocent black lives and the cops treat them you know like like they're the ones being attacked when white supremacists they have the same protest the protest uh, the complete opposite protest right and they could be literally attacking the police and they will not do a single thing they won't even move they're completely motionless it baffles me. And you have things like the First Amendment, like freedom of speech. What does that even mean? I don't even understand that that concept, right? The freedom of speech. It's so selective. Um, freedom. Freedom itself is such is a, such a broad term. It's like politics. You know, you kind of just throw that word around whenever you feel like it. Whenever you feel like it, and you get irritated, and I just don't do, you know. But sometimes I just have to, I just gotta laugh it off. And um, I mentioned before, Dave Chappelle probably could say everything um, that I could say much better. So I'm going to I'm going to let him take it over from here cuz I'm getting s- extremely irritated. I I can't take it anymore at this point. It's cuz they're not getting it. They're not getting it. It's not enough for our voices to be heard. Our actions have to be seen. What we saw on the videotape of George Floyd's life being taken away. We saw what needed to be done. Now we need to put it into action. Kidding me. You're kidding me. 
Dave, Dave, help us out here. cheeks in the beginning. Scared of them. I'm serious, man. It'll be a red light. The police might pull up next to you. It won't be no big deal for you, but you know what? I'll fucking fall apart. Oh, 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 man. <laughs> oh, don't look over there. Oh, oh, oh. But I didn't always know that was a black thing. It took me a while to figure that out. I learned, I learned that shit in New York. I was in New York City. Now, I was hanging out with a friend of mine. He's a white guy, you know. We were just hanging out. And we were lost in the city, you know, we were smoking a joint. Now, I don't know if it was a coincidence that we were lost and high and shit, but... <laughs> my white buddy, he was smoking a joint. Dave, Dave, it's the goddamn cops. I'm going to ask him for directions. I said, Chip, no! Chip, don't do it! It was too late. He was walking over there. This man was high as shit. Excuse me. Excuse me, sir. Touching him and Chip. Excuse me. Need some information. Uh, start confessing things you shouldn't confess. I'm a little high. All I want to know, which way is 3rd Street? The cop was like, hey, take it easy. You're on 3rd Street. You better be careful. Go ahead, move it. Move it. That's all that happened. That's the end of the story. Now, I know that's not amazing to some of you. But you ask one of these black fellas, that shit is fucking incredible, isn't it? I'm saying a black man would never dream of talking to the police high. That's a waste of weed. <laughs> Serious. I mean, I'd be scared to talk to the police when I'm sleeping. 
fuck around and get the wrong ideas and oh, oh. oh my god. That nigga was on PCP, Johnson. I had to use necessary force. You saw him. No, no, no paperwork. Just just sprinkle some crack on him. Let's get out of here. That's how it is. But at the time, I didn't think there was anything racial about it. I was just like, man, Chip, you got fucking lucky. You better be careful. But then another time, me and Chip are driving. Now, I'm not driving. Chip is driving, and he's driving a little crazy. He's been drinking. Now, I don't like to let my friends drive drunk, but, you know, I was smoking a joint. I couldn't really say shit to the guy. And we get at a red light. We stop at a red light. And a car pulls up next to us. And I'll never forget it. Chippy looks at me, he's all drunk, and she's like, Dave, I'm going to race him. <laughs> I knew it was a bad idea, but I was high. I tried to explain to him it was a bad idea, but all that came out was, well, nigga, sometimes you got to race. I don't know. <laughs> Man, that light turned green and Chip took off. Zigzagging and shit's annoying capacity. I didn't even know he was racing. <laughs> then the police seen us and pulled us over. They understand I'm scared of shit. I mean, come on, the car smells like weed. I mean, speeding, this man is fucking drunk. I'm scared. Chip was not scared at all. It was weird. He didn't even turn his radio down. Isn't that weird a little bit? I mean, if you get pulled over, wouldn't you turn your radio down? Nobody want to get their ass beat to a soundtrack and shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Chip had the music blasting. We're not gonna take it. What do you mean, Dave? Just relax. Close your butt cheeks. Relax. Let me do the talking. You want to know what he said? This is almost exactly what he said. I couldn't believe it. He says, oh, oh. Sorry, officer. I... I didn't know I couldn't do that. I was fucking shocked. The cop said, well, now you know. Just get out of here. Just get the fuck out of here. She said, okay, I will, sir. Thank you. What? What's wrong with you, Dave? I didn't know I couldn't do that. She said, that was good, wasn't it? Because I did know I couldn't do that. shocked at the audacity of I was just shocked because I would have never thought to say that. I don't think any black dude would think to say that because they know we know the law. Every black dude in this room is a qualified paralegal and shit. He knows the law. And if one of us even start to do something wrong, an old black man would pop out of nowhere. Nigga, don't do that. That's five to ten. 
I saw this once before when I was a rookie. Apparently this nigger broke in and hung up pictures of his family everywhere. Well, let's sprinkle some crack on him and get out of here. Oh, you know, that's that, that's that whole brutality thing. It's, see, that's common knowledge now. There was a time when only minorities really knew about that. I'm not going to say white people didn't believe us, but you're a little skeptical. You're a little skeptical. I mean, I don't blame you. And then Newsweek printed it and he knew it was true. And then the Newsweek wife was like, oh my God. <laughs> Honey, did you see this? Apparently the police have been beating up Negroes like hotcakes. It's <laughs> in the main issue. I mean, really, how could you know that? How could anyone else know? You know. I mean, you, maybe you should have seen something a little suspicious. Don't you think it was like a little suspicious? It was a little suspicious. Every dead black person the police find has crack sprinkled on them. Man. Come on, man. Come on, man. Who gets shot and sprinkles crack on themselves? Nobody will do that. Bam! see the shows, they tape them, and then they play them on television. That's fucked up. Now, I'll say anything if I'm scared. That shit is private, you know? What if I get killed? I start playing that 911 tape on the news. I'm dead. I can't explain myself to my buddies and shit. We're watching the news. We have Reg Chapman on the scene. Reg, what's going on out there? I'll say it's a guy on the scene in a minute. Hi, Bob. Hi, yes, we just got hold of a copy of Dave Chappelle's Frantic. 911 emergency call. Remember, viewers, some of this language is disturbing. <laughs> Hello, emergency. Help! Help, motherfucker, they're coming to get me! Calm down, sir. Where are you? Oh, oh, I shit on myself. <laughs> I can't stop crying. They play that shit 30, 40 times a day. All my buddies will be at my funeral looking at me. You know they shit on themselves? <laughs> I saw it on the news. Died crying like a bitch. Dead, I can't defend myself. That's not a nice thing to do. That's not a nice thing to do. 
I mean, it's a 911 tape. How do you expect it to sound? Of course you're going to be scared. It's an emergency. Nobody calls 911 cool and relaxed. That, that shit would sound ridiculous. Hello, emergency. Hi. Hey, 911, how are you? Yeah. Uh, look, there's a group of hooded white men gathering outside of my house. And it looks like they mean business. Get out here, nigger! I gotta go. Therapeutic Nonsense with Jack Glenn is now available to listen on Google and Apple Podcasts. So I was, um, I was watching The Simpsons and I noticed, <laughs> I noticed that, um, whenever they eat something, whenever the characters eat something, they only chew on the right side of their mouth. I don't know if that's just like the animation thing. I don't know if that was like a choice, but they don't chew. They don't chew on both sides of their mouth, right? They only chew on the right side, which makes me think. I'm like, well, the left side of their mouth feels left out, right? Because they only chew on the right side. Like me, I'm I'm left-handed, and um, I don't know if that's the reason why, but I chew mostly on the left side only. But I. I I try to switch every now and then so that the right side of my mouth doesn't feel left out. And when I think about it, you know, with all the <laughs> with all the protests that are going on, you know, I feel like Corona feels very left out right now. You know, like there's still a viral pandemic right now, and the protests are going on, you know, in the midst of it. Um, and not to say that that's you know, it's not a great time because there's no better time than right now, but um, you still got to be aware, you know, that we still have a virus going on, um, especially in Georgia. Like, Georgia is probably worse for it than most states. I mean, I think we're doing better. I don't know. I don't pay attention to stats anymore, so... <sighs> just, uh, you know, don't, you know, don't be a Simpsons character, you know, just be aware, you know, chew on the left side of your mouth every now and then, you know, I'll chew on the right side a little more, just find a balance, you know, it's just like a yin and yang, there's really, nothing can go wrong. I got a character on there named Oscar. They treat this guy like shit the entire show. They judge him right in his face. Oscar, you are so mean. Isn't it, kids? Yeah, Oscar. You're a grouch. It's like, bitch, I live in a fucking trash can. I'm the poorest motherfucker on Sesame Street. Nobody's helping me. Then you wonder why your kids grow up and step over homeless people. Get it together, Grouch. Get a job, Grouch. So don't even tell me how to get to Sesame Street. That is a terrible place. I wouldn't go there if I knew the way. Who would want to live in a neighborhood like that? Fucking six-foot pigeons walking around. An elephant that's a junkie. 
Piper. And Ryan Snuffy. Piper, I'm sick. I need some smack bird. The cookie monster with his eyes popping out his head. Cookie, 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 like, ugh. What kind of cookies are you talking about? Chocolate chips don't do that to people. And then they had the nerve to put a pimp on them. They didn't come out and say he's a pimp, but I know a pimp when I see one. They called him the Count. Had a cape and everything. You just see him pimping, bitch, where does my money? You've been late four times, I've been counting. How many times must I smack you before you act right? One, two. election and then you know, it's like the election before the election there's the actual election in November and we have you know probably the two scariest white men um, in America right now uh, Donald Trump and Joe Biden so I think that's gonna affect a lot of things future and I don't know if it's more leaning towards you know what their policies are but like how much is really going to change depending on who's the next to run in office whether Trump stays in office or Biden takes over how much is how much is America going to change? What will America come to if Trump is reelected, or if Biden um, takes office? We have to really be careful, really careful, <laughs> really careful about making that choice. I can vote now. You know, four years ago, I couldn't vote, but I can vote now. I'm really going to think about it. And I hope you will, too. And uh, maybe, maybe this will help. Don't know, do you? Now, you see that? You see what just happened here? Let me tell you something. That is a cultural thing. He knows who he's going to vote for. He's just not going to tell me. See? I've noticed that. That is a cultural thing. White people do not like to talk about their political affiliations. It's a secret. You ever ask a white guy who's voting for you? 
hey, Bob, uh, Bob, who are you going to vote for? Dave, Dave, whoa, 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 uh, uh, take it easy now. Take it easy. So anyway, um, I was fucking my wife in her ass, right? And, and I mean, it was something else. Yeah, 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 but, but, but who are you voting for? Dave! Dave, come on with the voting. I'm trying to tell you about fucking my wife here. Ask me all these personal questions. They don't like to divulge that information because it matters to them. Black people talk about that shit. Black people will openly talk about politics. Black people will openly talk about beating up politicians and shit. <laughs> if I see George Bush, I'll kick his motherfucking ass for cutting my Medicaid. Why would you just say it? But there's a reason for that. It matters more for it matters more. Black people see, see, even when I vote right, which I don't, but 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 even when I like think about like who I would vote for, right? I don't even look at their political policies. I just look at their character. You know what I'm saying now? You gotta read no, I'm serious. You gotta read between the lines. Like, you know, you look at Clinton, and black people like Clinton. We've seen him on a campaign. I saw one thing on a campaign trail. He, he actually just picked a black baby up and kissed him. Come here, you little nigger baby. Mwah! I just kissed him. I said, mm-hmm. I like that. He did not hesitate or nothing. You see George Bush Jr., he'd be then, Like, see, I'd never vote for George Bush Jr., but I don't know George Bush Jr.'s politics. The only thing I know about George Bush Jr. is that that guy sniffed cocaine. That's right. Now, listen, we cannot have that shit in the White House. That might be fine for a mayor, but goddammit, not in the White House. Stakes are too high in the White House. Can't have no coke here, president. Mm-mm. He be selling nuclear secrets for twenty, thirty dollars and shit. He be in meetings embarrassing America. Come on, sign the treaty, baby. I suck your dick like what the. scared to drive not because I can't see from my sides not because I like to drink and drive like Instagram posts swipe left swipe right I'm scared to drive cuz if it's late at night and there's no one in sight I might speed or forget to stop at a red light see I don't want to get stopped like damn here comes the cops this is it this is where I die this is where I drop I can hear his gun pop. So don't move, brother. Don't breathe, brother. Just stop. I'm scared to drive because there's so many things I haven't done yet in life. Why should I have to end up like Philando Castile or Freddie Gray? Truth hurts, I could die any day. And it sucks that a brother got to die this way. Just because he got more melanin in his skin, not because of his character, deep within, and that's a bigger sin. 
Guess every racist cop don't believe in God. God loves everybody, whether white or not. In God we trust, we'll take a shot at life in America. It's all we got. Yeah, I'm scared to drive. Because white supremacy is at an all-time high. At this point, I might as well face the facts. Go get a tattoo of a target on my back. Take off my shirt, go to a cop and say, Where's your gun at? See, everybody want to stay woke. But nobody awoke. Racism is a poison, and I hope they choking on their own saliva with every slur that's spoken. Yeah, I'm not joking. I'm scared to drive. I can't dare to look a racist cop in the eye and realize I'll be dead and he's still alive. I won't be the last nigga having to die. Now you know why. Now you know why. I'm scared to drive. Thank you. Thank you. Settle down now. Thank you. Thank you, yeah, thank, yeah, thanks. Settle down, please. Especially you, I think you've been drinking.